there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The volume. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside the Garage Podcast. I'm Connor Radigan, along with KJ Wallace and Cam Hart. Today, we have a very special guest, uh, esteemed Notre Dame legend, Tommy Reese. Coach Tommy Reese, I apologize. Yes, sir. Sound effects. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Coach, uh, how you doing? I'm great. Yeah, I'm good to be here. Takes me back to my college days a little bit. Where'd you stay when you were here? Off campus on a house on uh, South Bend Ave, right by like Parisi's. Big boat oh, house. Yeah, okay. Still over there. We were asked to leave a semester in. Uh, <laughs> and then we were at a house over here like on Juniper. Okay. And I think some guys lived in there after us for a couple of years. And then we were the first people to live at University Edge my senior year. For real. Because we were only there for a semester. We were the first ones in. Jeez, and there was like four of like four different groups of four that all lived right there together. Who were your main wow. roommate? Uh, it was Zach, Martin, uh, Chris Watt, who's with the okay. O-line now that you guys know. Mm-hmm. Dan Fox, he played linebacker. Foxy. And then uh, Tyler Eifert for two years because he, uh, he graduated early. He left oh, before gotcha. all of us for the league. So yeah. you guys know Griff. But yeah, Ty and then yeah. – Nick Martin, Zach's brother, kind of crashed on her couch or extra room most of the time. So we had a pretty so, good house. Uh, we were the first guys. people at U Edge and it was new. Brand new. First people That's at That's crazy. It's kind of weird to think yeah, about. That's weird to think yeah. about. We, we, had, we had Mike. Sorry. We had uh, McGlinchey on here the other day. And he was talking about how like, it's so much different. Like guys are living off earlier. Like you have a lot of place to live. Like yeah, all the type of stuff. Mike came on as official. And was at our house. It was a problem. <laughs> so yeah, Mike was a freshman my last year, and then when I came back here in seventeen, he was uh, he was still on, still on the team. Oh, that's right. He was. Was U Edge like one of the only developed apartment complexes that's still around right now? Yeah, like the ones right by the Goog were kind of being built. Okay, but a lot okay. of students didn't live there yet. Uh, like Turtle Creek, those old ones were mm. there. 
Eddie Street was kind of going up, but again, not a ton of students were there. Gotcha. Wait, Eddie Street had at that point like restaurants, is, like restaurant wise, was O'Rourke's there? It was called something else. It For wasn't real? called O'Rourke's. Yeah, oh, it was okay. called something else. Mm. But mm. Brothers was there towards the end. Chipotle was there. Five Guys was there. And then pretty much everything else has been recycled. Mm. Wow. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Uh, Let's see. Let's start. Let's start in the the beginning. So, born in born in L.A., moved to Illinois. How old were you when you moved? To I was five. Yeah. So I, my dad was working at UCLA for a while in the early '90s, and then he got a job with the Bears. Uh, and he was from Chicago. My mom's from L.A. Okay. And so we moved back to his home, sort of. So do you claim Chicago? You don't say you're a West Coast kid, or would you still say you're a West Coast kid? No, I don't. I claim Chicago. I claim. <laughs> I say I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. I don't claim the city that hard, yeah. although I've I want to. Many times. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's like everyone else that goes here. Honestly. But I'll clear it up. Like if someone's from California, I'll say hey, I was born out there, or my yeah. mom's side's from out there. Okay. So, but okay. definitely Chicago. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like. Sorry, I don't want to put the name. Uh, you and Eddie went to this. It was Lake Lake Forest. Lake yeah, I'm Forest. from Lake Bluff. He went. Yeah, we went to Lake Forest Lake and Riley Mills. Uh, so oh, Mills, Riley there? Mills with you. Yeah, I didn't Riley, me, and Eddie yeah. all same school. Yeah, Sheesh, that's a beat. Okay. So would you say? I don't know if it's maybe it's the case now, but when you played, would you say like Notre Dame was like how many people went there before you did from the high school? Uh, no one for like football. Um, I mean, you'd have a handful of students. It was a good public school, so like it was smart kids, so people mm, could get in. Yeah. You know, probably six to eight people a class, maybe. But no football. No football. Is this a big school? It's like seventeen hundred kids. Okay. It was six A. Mm, okay. There's eight. Eight's the biggest, so we mm. were six A. All right. Would you say you you were the start of this movement then? Yeah. I got to jump you, in. Yeah. Pipeline. You, you begin this pipeline. There, <laughs> Lake Forest will never be known for its like Division One football players. Oh, you know. Gotcha. Okay. But when we have one. I kind of feel like it's my duty to make sure they end up at another name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do we count Eddie, though? I don't know. Does Shides count as? No, he has to count. His brother's coming, too. His, yeah. bro- his brother's a good player. You got to show love to Eddie. He's man. like a wide-out quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Shides. His brother, they went to the state semis this year. They had a great run, and he was kind of their star. He's a wide-out and quarterback? Yeah, he played quarterback for them, but I think he's coming here as more of a wide-out. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. He's an athletic body, like 6'2". Yeah, he's long. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. 6'2". That would work. So, when you played there in Notre Dame, became part of, like, the question or conversation where you went to school. Was it an easy decision? Was Notre Dame, like, very high on your priority list? Or uh, like, going into it, no. You know, like, I was uh, – I look a lot like I do now. Like, I was not very, like, you know, like, physically, <laughs> like – intimidating or like what you would think of as a high d1 quarterback but uh like early on my first offer was like bowling green okay. and then my ohio offer and i was like look if at the end of the day i'm going to my ohio to play football like a lot of my buddies went there my sister went there are you and gus the same age no gus is like uh four or five years younger than i am okay like i was all set i was like look if i go to the mac like that's kind of what i thought i'll go play there and yeah have a great time in Miami. I mean, that's a good spot to be. <laughs> it's a fun school for um, sure. Connor knows. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> I'm know. sure. Yeah, yeah you all know. know. <laughs> um, and then bigger schools kept coming through, and I would throw for them, and everybody kind of gave me the same line. You got to come to camp, yeah. which I know yeah. now, like, what that means. Like, yeah. sometimes it means, hey, you got to come to camp and prove it, and sometimes it's just a bullshit answer. Well, I think each situation is different. Like, those, there was some truth. They were there to see you. 
And then I came here and threw for camp, went to Stanford. But like before those two, I went to Tennessee when Kiffin was the head coach and mm-hmm. I threw down there mm-hmm. and did really well. And mm-hmm. they ended up offering me. So that kind of snowballed. And, you know, once you get one, others come in. And yeah. I ended up only with like three or four power five offers. And I grew up not liking Notre Dame, to be honest. Like, wow, really? you know, like Chicago, there's so many Notre Dame fans right, and yeah. you're either one side or the other. And I didn't grow up with any real allegiance to it. You know, my dad, weirdly enough, we both work here now, but yeah. his dad was born about 40 minutes from here and he was an Indiana fan. So mm. like he didn't love uh, Notre Dame. Gotcha. And so, uh, yeah, I, I like once I started getting recruited, meeting the people, getting on campus, then I've, you know, I knew shortly after I got exposed to it, this is where I wanted to be. Mm. But like, I never thought it was going to be an opportunity. And I remember like going back to high school with a Notre Dame offer and people still like, didn't believe it or didn't want it to mm, be true, really? but uh, mm. it all worked out in the end. When did your dad start working here? Uh, he got here same season I did in seventeen, but okay. he I came in uh, like late January, early February, and then he came like right as camp started. It's like oh, August. Okay. That works out then. That works out. Mm. Like, what were your four power, power five offers? It was here, uh, Tennessee, Stanford, and then uh, like Iowa offered me during my senior season. Mm. And, like North Carolina offered me during my senior season. Mm. You know, because things weren't going great at Notre Dame. I was Weiss's last class and then yeah. BK's first class, so mm-hmm. however you look at it. Yeah. So I think teams are kind of coming in as, like, the potential coaching changes happening with Weiss leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was probably here at Stanford. At the oh, end of yeah, day. yeah. I was like, going to say. Yeah, my home. mom, yeah. like, the education part was always really big for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I liked Tennessee on the visit. Like, it was a cool place, good time. Um, obviously, football is a big deal. and. Uh, Rocky top. Yeah. 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 Top. It was, it was cool. You and know, Lincoln's but, a great coach. Yeah. But, uh, my mom, I remember her saying at Stanford Notre Dame, and <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to pick between <laughs> those two. Money. So, yeah. yeah. So, so she was, she runs the show. So I made sure that she, uh, that I was taken care of. I feel like quarterbacks, like to get a career as a quarterback is a little bit harder in high school. So I feel like I've only seen, I guess, being from, being from Atlanta, like I've only seen quarterbacks either they have fifty plus offers or right. these quarterbacks have no, no offers, offers at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like I can agree with yeah, that. They got all the intangibles, all the arm talent, size, all that, or it's just like you have you don't have one or a couple of those things and you're not getting any offers. You know what I'm saying? I feel like quarterbacks are a little harder. Yeah, there's a couple like uh well, one recruiting's changed a ton. And I'm not old. I don't feel old, but mm-hmm. like it was uh I don't know, 14 years ago, 13 years ago. And yeah. like the way recruiting's changed is so much earlier now. Mm-hmm. Like people really didn't get, unless you were like the guy, you weren't getting offered until after your junior season. So mm-hmm. you really weren't making decisions until that summer going into your senior year. That was like right. now what is the summer going into your junior year? It was a year later then. Um, the other hard part is like, right, if there's 120 Division One teams, mm-hmm. you know, in a class or in a cycle, you're going to take one quarterback at most schools. Yeah. You know, if you yeah, take yeah. three DBs, you know, that's 360 players versus 120 available at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if you take four wideouts, you know, it's 480 players or a pool that you're picking from. Whereas quarterbacks, most years, you're only going to take one. So it's just a smaller pool of players. Right. And if you look at like how many power five schools there are, that number gets even shrunk in half. And so when you look at like true power five quarterbacks, you're probably talking about 40 to 50 a year. Yeah. And, like that position is so hard to project that, you know, half of them don't make it. Like you go back and look at the class I came out with, like I'll do it. I came here with two other quarterbacks. There were three of us in my class at Notre Dame. Really? And uh, 
I'll talk to one of them about like our class and we'll joke around. Like you go look at the top 10, none of like really none of them made it. None of them ended none up of the quarterbacks. No, it was like a weird list. Yeah. Oh, in I, the top 10 recruiting class. Yeah. Like if you look at the top 10 quarterbacks in that class, none of them really panned out oh, to be like, shit. you know, I'd have to go back through it, but like none of them are playing in the league right now. Wow. wow. So when you were getting recruiting, what I guess quote unquote is made to be the proto- prototypical quarterback, the six, three to yeah. six, five. It was still the size back. thing. You know, yep. I was think, that still? yeah, I think that's shifted over the last eight to 10 years. Like, okay. You see six foot guys having yeah. success in college mm-hmm. and in the NFL, right? Like yeah. Russell Wilson was kind of the first guy to break that mold. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of opened the door for everyone else. Then you Got see you. Like the Bakers yeah. and the Kyler Murray's and those guys have, you know, win the Heisman and have so much success. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, you know, Bryce Young now, um, you know, our own version with Ian. Yeah. But um, back then it was still like six two was short. You know, like no six two was like yeah. the cutoff. Oof. And I was six one and three quarters. So it was like Jeez. I'm wearing Timberlands on visits, putting the stuff in the heels. And it's like, I just want to measure in at 6'2", because that was like the cutoff. Mm. You know, that was the bare minimum. Now it's like 6'2", hey, that's more than enough. Yeah, Because the game's just changed a little bit. I always felt like coaches, I always felt like a quarterback's size equated to arm talent. Yeah, I mean, like you look at a bigger quarterback and you're going to like naturally think, oh, he's got a strong arm. Okay. You know, but you look at the way people throw now has changed a little bit. Like the mechanics. See, yeah, like you see like the whippier throws and like less of like the follow through and more of like the back hip pop, like kind of like how Buckner throws a little bit, like yeah. kind of that new age way of throwing and like people are creating torque and momentum using rotation and their back hip and like it used to not be that way. So right. now you see smaller guys who can freaking sling it. Like Everett Golson, who I played with, he wasn't a big guy. He had a freaking cannon. Mm-hmm. Like his arm was crazy so do you obviously you the office coordinator and quarterbacks coach here so do you coach differently like with that new age i guess yeah like i think it's shoot it's even evolved uh my five years here like five years ago was less frequent as it is now you know i try you know mechanically as much as we can we try to focus more on the lower body when they're here like you don't want to change too much about how the ball is coming out yeah. Um, you know, we'll talk about it and I've had to like work to understand some mm-hmm. of those mechanics because it's different than what I grew up with, right. and what I've learned. So, yeah. you know, I've reached out to like some of those quarterback gurus, specialty guys like Ian's guy, Will Hewlett does a really good job. And like I've had conversations with him just so I can understand it better so that mm-hmm. I can, you know, help and have those conversations with our guys as they come in. I feel like that's a great thing that coaches in this new age are adapting to because like even with DB coaches, it's hard to change change a guy's like flow of play and technique. And like Coach Mickens himself, he's really good at coaching per your style. And I feel like when you were probably in college or in high school, even before coaches weren't really doing that, they were like, "This is my way, and this is how you're going to have to learn how to do it." Correct? Yeah, I think in the quarterback position, so much mental. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're going to improve them, and you're going to fundamentally get their base better. But so much of what we do. You know, week in and week out, it's about the mental side. And mm-hmm. you want the other stuff to be able to just kind of flow. You know, like you yeah. want to, hey, if a guy's open, we want to count on the fact that we can get it to him, mm-hmm. you know. And okay. if we're out of position and we're not – and our posture's mm-hmm. not right or our target line's not right, yeah, we'll talk about that fundamentally. But there's a lot of other stuff that goes on, you know. And spring ball's a good time to focus on the fundamentals because you're not game planning and right. you're not in the weeds that way. But, you know, we've been fortunate that our guys are pretty smooth mechanically. Mm-hmm. But Coming in. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess kind of the way you're talking about, I kind of think of it like a golf swing. Like everyone has their own unique, yeah. you know what I'm saying, type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a, like a specialist, like kicker or punter or like a, a pitcher in baseball. Everyone's right. got their own little yeah. deal to it. Yeah. yeah. Who would you say is your favorite like quarterback, like throwing motion, I guess, in the league? I mean, Rogers is pretty fun. Probably, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that's probably the best example. Uh, yeah, man, he's he's hard to beat. Like Garoppolo's really clean. If you ever watch him throw, like yeah. you know, people don't think if you just watch his mechanics, they're really clean. Yeah, I mean, they're really clean. Gotcha. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought of Garoppolo. Maybe Garoppolo? Nah, no, neither. Yeah, just, no, that's like um, if you if you watch him throw, you'll like he's that new age stuff. And like when Ian was here, that was a guy he always wanted to watch because mm-hmm. he plays with a great base. There's a lot of or very little wasted movement, and he's not one that you think of, but when you watch him. Like fundamentally, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. So, so speaking of about, oh, you got some? Actually, yeah. Garoppolo was my class. He's playing in the league. Oh, but no. he was he went to Eastern <laughs> Illinois. He's from yeah. Chicago. He's from twenty minutes from Rom from. Oh, okay, but he made it. But like he was, he went to Eastern. Like he wasn't a top, yeah. mm, top kid. ten. Yeah, yeah. Was he, was he drafted? What was? He? Yeah, he was second round pick. Was, I oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. So, speaking about your time here at Notre Dame, talk about like your growth into getting your starting job and who were you up against, like, competing yeah, as a against? player? Yeah. Um, yeah, my four <laughs> years were pretty wild. Um, <laughs> So my freshman year, I came in like with three quarterbacks, right? And mm. uh, came early. The other two did not, which was uh, you know, obviously a leg up a little bit. Mm. You know, went through spring, got almost no reps. Then in summer, I don't know, something clicked. You know, like I felt like I remember coming here to throw and like my first ever day I threw with the guys in the indoor loftus. I remember saying, <laughs> Shit. Yeah, like, practicing loftus. You know, it was like February or March and we're doing just like a routes on air. Yeah. And I remember looking at, you know, some of the other quarterbacks. And there was a kid a couple of years ahead of me who was a five-star who's a good friend of mine. But I remember thinking, all right, I can play with these guys. Like, I can throw with these guys. Right. You know, I didn't – until you do it, you don't know. Yeah. And uh, so I had some confidence. And then spring, I didn't do much. You know, but I felt all right. And then, you know, summer happened, and we were doing, like, the summer player run deals, and we're throwing. And, like, something just clicked. And all of a sudden, the offense was kind of flowing, and I felt really good. And then, like, the first couple of days in camp, felt really good and then i was slowly starting to creep into like that backup role and like solidifying myself there and we had our first saturday scrimmage and i think 
like my first drive, we went right down, scored. Second drive, I came down on a helmet and like sprained my thumb pretty bad, and I wow. couldn't really throw. But I finished the day and had a good day. Mm. And I remember like that. We had a day off and another practice, and that was when, like, I couldn't do anything. But Coach Kelly told me he's like, "Hey, you're going to be the backup. Just wow. keep going. You're going to be the backup." Which at the time was a big deal for me, you know. And that's huge as a freshman. freshman. Yeah, yeah that's huge. and so I. Uh, we uh, so fast forward the second game of the year. We're playing Michigan at home. Dane got poked in the eye, and uh, <laughs> I go in, and my very first pass was a play we called the Wolverine. I'll never forget it. Play mm. called Wolverine because we were playing Michigan, and the yeah. signal was like the stripes on the helmet. Mm. So I remember looking over to Mulvey, our signaler, and they're like, they're doing this. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! He's calling Wolverine. It was a flea flicker. It was, uh, a, it was a flea flicker throwback. Your first play. First pass. That's a lot of trust. Yeah, I threw a pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I – like it was like essentially like post deep over, mm -hmm. you know, and I yeah. threw it and I was like, oh, it's a freaking dime. Like it came out good. Like mm -hmm. I saw the opening. I anticipated. I'm like, oh, it's a freaking dime. And then boom, <laughs> linebacker underneath it makes no, the play. I'm like, uh, you got to be no. kidding me. And then I went in for another series, like one hop to field hitch, and then they pulled me. Two so, picks? No, no, just like one hopped it. Like I like skinned, skinned it oh, short. You know oh, what I mean? I thought you said no, 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 no. Like one hopped one. Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, did we win this game? No, we lost uh, in dramatic fashion. Jesus. And so, whatever. Like that was obviously a, a learning experience. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, we were playing Navy in New York, and uh, we were playing at the Meadowlands. And we got our ass kicked, like 49-14 or 42-14. You said Navy? Navy? Yeah. Their fullback went for like 200, caught a wheel for a touchdown. Is that the last time they beat us? Uh, has to be. I don't know. Probably. It has to be, dude. But we got crushed. So. And uh, Fullback caught a wheel route? Yeah, for a touchdown. He was a bad dude. Oh, and their quarterback yeah. was like a really good player. Oh, wow. And, uh, but I went in for the last drive, like in garbage time. Mm. And I went like eight for nine. We scored. And that was one of the only, you know, and I felt good. And then the next week, playing Tulsa at home and uh Dane blew out his knee and so then I ended up playing like three and a half quarters we threw the ball like 50 something times oh, wow. lost um it was a tough week there was a lot going on mm -hmm. at the university and stuff with the program and uh but then I ended up we played Utah two weeks later we had a bye week played Utah who was third in the country then lost to TCU and they were like 11th when they came in it was senior night and we won like 28 to 3 in my first start, which was unbelievable. So, so, hold on. And like senior night was cool. And uh, then we played Yankee Stadium, Army beat them, played at SC, beat them for like the first time in 10 years, mm. and then played the U in the bowl game, beat them. Mm. So like my four starts went 4-0. That's money. Um, mm. So then going into my sophomore year, there was a competition between me and Dane. They ended up naming Dane the starter. First half, played South Florida at home in the opener. He got pulled at half. They put me in. I played the rest, started the rest of the season that year. Mm. So then junior year. Would you guys end that sophomore year? We were eight and four and That's lost good. to Florida State Not in the bowl game. Okay. You know, we were, look, the pro, program's in a much different place now. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you go eight and four now. You know, That's, yeah, that yeah, you guys, I mean, loose. Yeah, yeah, we've won 10. I've been back five seasons. We won at least 10 every year. Yeah. So then junior year, make a mistake in the offseason. Last day of class, my junior, sophomore year. You know, drinking off campus, got in trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was suspended for the opener. So I wasn't really eligible to, like, compete to be the starter. And so then it was Everett, Andrew Hendricks, a kid named Gunnar Keel, who was, like, a five-star freshman coming in. Yeah. And so Everett, obviously, 
became the starter. And then throughout that entire year, that was the 2012 season, went to the national championship. You know, like I had a role as kind of a guy that would come in if ever it was struggling or like two minute drive. Like so a closer. Yeah, that's what they made it, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh like my first game after the suspension, we played Purdue at home and BK put me in for the two minute drive at the end. I didn't take I haven't taken one rep. I didn't take one with seven on or one team all of camp because they needed these other guys who had never played to get all the experience. Yeah. And cool. so then he I mean, I was shocked. He's like, Hey, you're going in for two minutes. No time to react. Warmed up, threw five balls, jogged off. We went down, kicked the field goal, won the game. Wow. And then a couple weeks later, we played Michigan at home. <laughs> Bang. Bang. <laughs> we played Michigan at home. You know, big game under the lights, all that. Uh, Everett was struggling a little bit, turned it over. It put me in, like, late first, early second quarter. Yeah. Played the rest of the game. Had my only rushing touchdown. <laughs> and then I thought at that point, like, okay, like, maybe, you know, there's two, two games. Maybe I'll start moving forward, mm-hmm. you know, Post-game press conference, he says we're staying with Everett. And so it was, you know, frustrating, but I cared about the team, right. you know, and I and I wanted to continue to support and have a role where I could. And so there was a couple other games like Stanford I played at the end, and we had a nice run there to, to win the game. Um, played like one play against Oklahoma at Oklahoma on like third and eight because Everett's helmet came you off. You guys blew Oklahoma out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one play, third down, threw a stop route to Tyler for a first down, jogged off. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like random things like that. And then that was uh, your entire junior year. That was my junior year. It was like, frustrating. Is it wasn't – look, it, it really – after the Michigan game, I was a little frustrated for a couple of weeks. But, like, I found peace in my role towards the back half of the year. And, okay. Like, we were on such a special run. And we went – remember, we went like 8-5, and 8-5. and five, Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're 10-0, and 11-0. We're the number one team in the country. So, just like you were so – I was so much in the moment that I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily, Happy. like – Direct it back towards me. It was yeah, more right. about everyone else. That. And, uh, you know, obviously the game against Bama didn't go great. And then – so I into my senior year, I had a little bit of a decision. Like, I had played, and I knew I could play, and I wanted to continue to play, but Everett was coming back, and Everett was going to be the guy. And so I was faced with the decision, and this was before the portals. Like, okay, do I want to transfer or do I want to stay at Notre Dame and mm-hmm. graduate and be there to support my right? teammates? You, you would have had to sit out or I would have gone to, like – you know, like a Richmond or something like, okay. Yeah. And, and take, if you went down to one double a at the time, you didn't have to sit. sit out. Okay. So I remember it was like during bowl prep and I just one more, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to leave. And so I woke yeah. up and just said, Hey, I'm going to stay and whatever my role is, I'm happy with. And, right. you know, I want to continue to help the team. And, you know, I met with coach and I met with Zach, who was one of our captains, one of my best friends. And we talked about it for a while. And then six months later in May, it was my 21st birthday. I was out in California with my best friend and my brother. And <laughs> I'm getting these texts like, hey, have you heard anything about Everett? I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And, you know, he got kicked out of school. And so he got in trouble, got kicked out of school. I never knew that. And so my yeah, senior yeah, year, idea. Mm-hmm. my senior year, I ended up starting all 13 games. And we were, you know, nine and four. Yeah, I think nine and four on the year. And mm-hmm. But, like, I decided to stay, you know, thinking, hey, I'm going to have a role. I'll be the backup. I'll play sporadically and, right. you know, continue to help the guys. But, you know, whatever happened, happened with Ev. And, you know, I had a chance to start all the games my senior year. That's money. So it was just – it was like every year, like nothing was just normal. Yeah, you know, like yeah. not like none of them – not one year that I go into it saying, wow, this is a normal year. Yeah, you know, yeah. everything, there was ups and downs, you know, situations that were out of my control. And I just tried to – Really, for me, it was all about like the guys on the team, and 
So, so you guys know it. You guys know how everyone, how yeah. close everyone is. Yeah. It doesn't become mm-hmm. as much about you in, in those moments, for sure. Can yeah. you talk about like when you were playing? Like, where did you, where did your confidence come? From? Like, because I, I feel like so many things have happened to you, and you just kind of like remain constant. Like, are you like a quiet confidence kind of guy? Are you like I'm I'm a Talk about what I'm about to do and do it. Like, coach, I know he's a trash talker now, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out what he was as a player, though. Um, uh, believe me, I know that. I'm a lot like I am now. Okay, as a player, I mean, I wasn't like arrogant, you know, but yeah. like I had confidence, you know, yeah. probably too much at times. But yeah, I mean, I'd let people know, especially in practice, like our own yeah. guys. Like, I didn't, I didn't mess with the other team a whole lot, but mostly. You know, like with our own group of guys, like I would, I would talk and try to have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm competitive as heck, yeah. as you guys know. Oh, I couldn't, know couldn't tell. So. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, to like not know if you're going in or not right. is a really yeah, weird yeah. feeling, yeah. especially at that position. Like every hit ever would take, every situation, his helmet comes off. You're just like, right. You're kind of always on the edge of your seat, trying to figure out what's going to be next. And so, like, I always felt like it was harder to prepare as the backup than it was as the starter. Because, like, as the starter, you're extra motivated all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. As a backup, you have to, like, intrinsically motivate yourself to get to that level because you truly are, like, one play away. One play away, And yeah. at that position, it's a little bit different than others, you know. But, like, you have to be so motivated because if you're not, you're going to go in there for three and a half quarters and you're going to let your teammates down. Yeah, like, right. that was what always, like, I can't let all these other guys down. Right. Look, you have the ability to like lose games right like yeah. when you win games it's everybody but like as a quarterback you can individually lose a game yeah and yeah. i've done that like we played pit my senior year i threw two picks in the fourth quarter like that is why we lost the game and so like going into a locker room as a quarterback knowing that you let everybody down and like they're never going to get on you but you know guys talk and like you know there's going to be some yeah, chatter of course of but course. like there's no lonelier feeling than like walking into a locker room and saying wow like I just threw two picks in the fourth quarter, one of them in our end zone, and we lost because of those. Like all these guys that work mm-hmm. so hard are now going home with a sick feeling in their stomach because you didn't do your job. Mm-hmm. And so, like as a quarterback, yeah, you got to like really, really own your preparation, right. you know. And like for me, I was never going to be athletic enough or skilled enough just to show up, you know. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't get away with just showing up, so I had to work at it. And so, like, that was always what drove me to to work and, and get better and find ways to have some success on the field. Yeah. Uh, so, I kind of want to bring up, like, the transfer portal. Because you and your experience, like, most guys, especially right now, would be out, right, if they oh, yeah, deal 100%. with what you dealt with. Yeah. So, like, especially what, in this era. If the portal, yeah. Like, yeah. you would. 100%. I put it, it wasn't there, like, so it wasn't there. But do you approach that conversation differently, like, how do you approach that conversation? Because it is different now than when you, when you play. Yeah. You're talking about like conversations with guys about the portal. Yeah. Like yeah. you had a conversation with someone like regarding like no position, like anyone. Yeah. Know? I think, look, I always try to operate like with honesty first. You know, I think everybody's situations independent to who they are. Look, I don't ever want to see people leave our program. Right. I think we have right. great kids, but in my mind, I can justify certain guys leaving given their circumstances, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so if that's the case, I'm going to be up front and tell them like, Hey, I don't, I don't want to see you go, but I can understand the reasons X, Y, and Z, what's leading you to this point. That's what yeah. I think. And like, we can try to, yeah. we can try to help you find a landing spot because you are a great kid or you might have a situation that, you know, you're stuck behind somebody that you're not going to beat out. 
Mm. You know, we never want to lose guys. And I think there are situations where it's not in your best interest to leave. And, mm. you know, maybe there's other areas where you can grow, or I think it's important that you did get a degree, you know, and I'm going to tell you that, right. but everybody's situation is unique to them, mm. you know, yeah. and like for certain situations, if you're a guy that's done everything right and you've worked hard and you've asked, you've done everything that's asked of you and you want to go play ball, like that gives you an opportunity to go play ball. Like yeah. you only, you're only going to have so many years to do that. Right. And, um, look, I think we've had a wide spectrum of guys, you know, on both sides. And mm -hmm. I just try to keep it as real as I can and tell them mm -hmm. what I honestly think. And then my only goal is to try to help them. I'm not trying to skew anyone's decision. Mm -hmm. Like I've had those conversations with guys offensively and it's, this is my honest opinion. Yeah. You know, if you need help with it, we're here for you. It's the same thing when guys are trying to decide whether or not they're going to go to the draft. Yeah. It's the same yeah. conversation. And probably the same conversation <clears throat> for the future recruits, right? Yeah. I mean the recruiting stuff too, like same thing. Like I think, once we decide to offer a kid or not offer a kid or need to see more, like, look, wait, it doesn't do anybody any good to bullshit with them. Yeah. You know, it right. doesn't do us any good. It doesn't do the player, the recruit, the train. Like it doesn't do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so, like the quicker you can cut through all that and get to the facts of the situation. I think it just helps clear everything up. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So speaking about Notre Dame and South, you already, can I answer that one more thing on that? Like, that, yeah, I feel like players sometimes, <laughs> don't always trust the coaches, you know, like everybody thinks, Hey, they're just saying this because they only care about the program mm -hmm. or they only want us here because they're like, I would tell you in my experience working with the guys upstairs, like very, very, very rarely have I ever thought anybody's intentions were like selfish. You know, like I, I truly yeah. believe that. And I would encourage like when guys have things like that, like we're going to try to help you and we're going to mm -hmm. try to, give you the honest truth mm. you know that's part of our job too you know mm. like we know we're helping guys try to reach goals and stuff and it's it's very rare that you find people that are more selfish and and i just think you know we're all in this thing together and we've all you know gone through times together and we're trying to help everybody find their own path mm. there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you and when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. spoke a lot about football and Notre Dame. How was Notre Dame as a collective university outside of football from while you were here? Yeah, I did a bad job, man. I lived in a bubble when I was here, you okay. know? And like part of it's my fault. 
you know, I know that part of it is I had a tough experience at times. Right. And so, um, yeah. like if I could do something over again, I wish I would have allowed this place to like really jump into, to the culture and the community and done more and like experienced more and interacted with other, you know, sports and student body, like just had a better relationship with everyone else. Absolutely. Even without the scrutiny that you've been through, like, uh, I don't think any of us have been to it to the depths that you have been to it. Uh, we still put a blinder just because of the mundane yeah. life that we live. And this weekend with Coach Freeman, what he did, I I had a blind eye to a lot of stuff that yeah. you're mentioning. But this week it was great. And it opened up my third eye to Notre Dame and Notre Dame community and what Notre Dame has to offer. Yeah, like the guys that were back this weekend, like, you know, there's a handful of guys I played with, a lot of people I've known or met through the years, like – they were so grateful just to have the opportunity to be back mm -hmm. and to reconnect and like reconnect with each other, but also just like reconnect within the program. Like yeah. you go look on Twitter of like the former players that are sending stuff out. Like there's a certain feeling you have, you know, in the stadium with your boys, like, and you lose that as time goes on mm -hmm. and to be able to like recapture that and remind yourself of these relationships that meant so much to you, you know, like 10 years from now, you guys are going to sit around and yeah, you'll text and you'll talk every once in a while, but it's not going to be like it is now, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you have an opportunity to get it's back harsh, together. It's, it's the truth, yeah, though. It's, you know, like I lived with the harsh, same four bro. guys for three years and, you know, we see each other, you know, once or twice a year now as yeah. a whole group. You yeah. know, we try like heck, you know, a bunch of them have kids and, you know, it just gets away from you. And mm -hmm. if you have that opportunity to all get back together, like it's really valuable. And yeah. so like for free to do that, you know, and for Bib to set it up. It was it was really a cool weekend. Definitely. How do you like? What's the best advice to maintain these relationships? Because shoot, we we talk about having this podcast, Trump, and we yeah, always yeah. plan yeah. we're going to live yeah. in the same state yeah. and live in the same yeah. state. Yeah. It's always going to be, you know, it's yeah. never. It's you not know? Be. Look, I think it's easy now with like the way phones and meet and social media and the way people can stay connected. You know, I would say like, don't allow petty stuff to get in the way. You know, like. Mm. Okay. You lose touch with guys over like the dumbest shit, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then before you know it, you can't reconnect. Chuck, so, geek it out, bro. All I can yeah. think about is how me and Kyle were taking each other's doors off the hinges. Oh yeah, for April, April Fools. <laughs> there was yeah. a little April Fools fight in yeah. here. Yeah, it's all good now. We smooth. Yeah, yeah. we good now. Going out to but, like that'd be the only thing. Like the four guys I lived with, we all still talk almost you know a couple times a week and all that. But mm. you know, we don't get to see each other. But, you know, and then we've had some things, you know, between us that have created some distance, but, you know, we've found ways to get through it. And I would just, you know, not allow petty stuff to kind of build up. And, Definitely. you know, if you don't, you know, that's something that you can keep it strong. And like the other thing, it's unfortunate. We've had a lot of guys from like our era pass away in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. like the other thing, yeah. too, is like checking on people and talking to people and keeping things alive like you never really know what someone might be having and you know we talk about as a group like you know we'll be there for each other and there's so many people that care about you because of like the special relationship you form in a locker room that you know it's unfortunate to see that but i think you know some of those situations have happened which has allowed us to kind of re-strengthen and re reconnect and make sure that we're all there for each other yes. so we're gonna um go to outside the garage right now and a segment that we do where our fans, family, friends, they send us questions via Twitter, email, and we basically answer them. So this week's question comes from Connor Davidson, and he says, dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would you pick? And you got to start us off. 
dinner with three people dead or alive. Three? Um, that's hard. Yeah. That's tough. You know, I'd never met my uh, my grandfather, mm-hmm. so that'd be one of them. JFK. Okay. I'd probably throw my buddy Mitch in there. Yeah, he's just a buddy of mine. Like, he's been my best friend since I was a little kid. So, so I figured him and I would have a good, you know, we'd be able to kind of feed off each other with the conversation. That's gotcha. a tough three people. That's three tough, people. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. one. It's tough. I think I'm going to go with uh, Michael Jackson. Um, I was going to say my grandpa as well, but I'll switch it up. Elon Musk and Kanye, maybe? I always use Kanye for these questions, but maybe it's Kanye, honestly. I don't know. What you got, Connor? J. Cole is one of them. Um, I would re- I want to redo mine. <laughs> um, this is not going to be great. Okay, I'm going to do J. Cole, Allen Iverson. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, okay, you did steal one of mine. We always talk Musk is one of them. I'm going to say Elon Musk. I'm Just, taking Kanye out of mine and putting Lawrence Taylor. Mm. Lawrence Taylor? Yes. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> That's the most random, like... I need it. I need to have that conversation. He loves, he loves <laughs> him the Lawrence player? Taylor, John yeah. Daly type. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John Daly. John Daly. Yeah, I love John Daly. Uh, right, can I redo something? mine? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Paul McCartney. Okay. My grandfather and JFK. Okay. okay. That's money. Bye, Mick. Mitch? Bye, Mitch. Yeah, he's out. I can have two. Got to get out. See Mitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me say MOK. I really wanted to. I want to say my granddad because I've never, yeah. never met him. Say it. Um, mm-hmm. That's a hard ass question. I'm gonna say Albert Einstein. I gotta say, interesting one. You'd be hard, yeah. All right, we got another segment called Rapid Questions where we just try to answer as fast as possible, right off the the top of your head, whatever the first thought is. So, the first question is, um, Mahomes or Rogers? Rogers, country or the city? City, movies or TV shows? TV shows, Mm. four passing tuds or two rushing touchdowns. For me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rushing. I only had one in my career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Midwest or the West Coast? Midwest. Home or away games as a player or a coach? Or and a coach. Do, do a player and a coach. Uh, as a player, away games. Okay. As a coach, home games, so I can go home after. Cake or ice cream? Mm. <laughs> ice cream. What's your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Hmm. What's your favorite golf course you've ever played on? Uh, Baba Link in Chicago. Okay. Would you rather have Calvin Johnson or Randy Moss on your team? Randy Moss. Ooh. That's good. Beach wow. or Lake? Wait. Okay. Hold on. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> lake. CJs or Ulfs? <laughs> uh, definitely CJs. Not even close. Uh, favorite Halloween costume as a kid? <laughs> I mean, I win as like uh, like a football player every year. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kanye or Drake? Kanye. It's the last thing you cooked. I just made uh, rice and barbecue for our quarterbacks. A big dog or a small dog? Big dog. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Skydiving or parasailing? Skydiving. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. Favorite spot on Indy's campus? Grotto. Golf in Florida or Cali? Cali. In your opinion, what's the most underrated football player? Ever? Ever. No, just ever. ever. Just ever. ever. Steve Dude, we- Young. Steve Young, yeah, quarterback from yeah, San Francisco. All right now, all right that you play with. Yeah. Okay now, Theo Riddick, underrated. Yeah, like, not the best. That the running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like running back. He kind of he played slot early yeah. and then moves him back to running back his last year. He played running back in the league. 
Okay. Yeah, Theo. Very underrated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more. Always adding one more. But uh, if you could give advice to younger coaches or high, not younger, high school coaches of keeping their room tight because you have a really tight room and the quarterbacks all love each other, uh, what would it be? Like, I think what we've had that's been really cool is that we've had just a bunch of guys that have been really authentic, you know, and um, like I try to treat them all the same, you know, and like. I think the biggest thing is you got to coach them hard and you got to know when to get on them, but you also got to have like the ability to have a relationship with them outside of football. Mm. And I think that's where our strength's been is that those guys know like it's not only football, right? Like we'll talk about whatever, you know, they'll come up to the office and talk about whatever. Like they have, we've been able to build a lot of trust in the room that like whatever's going on, like we can, uh, it's kind of a safe place for them. And I think it's probably because like I've, gone through it and i was here and i played Mm -hmm. and i'm still young enough to know like what it what it feels like but i think you just have to have like a a relationship with them that isn't only centered on one thing and when you can like treat them like a person and not just like an athlete or a player and like they're gonna have more buy-in and they're gonna want to be a part of the group yeah so and we've had great i mean the kids have been unbelievable you know they're just good dudes that does it. Well, that was a uh, very well said, KJ. Go ahead. Wanna hit that. Hit Thanks, Tommy you. Reese. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Coach, for coming on. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We uh, this upcoming week, the fourth member of the crew is partaking in the NFL draft. So, so you wish guys them are luck. going to Vegas. Going to we Vegas. Are. Yeah, we are going to tomorrow. Vegas. Cheer them on. I thought we had a lift Thursday. <laughs> I don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> We're making it up tomorrow morning. Bayless gave us a pass. Yeah, listen to this. We're making it up Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning, and then we're working out on Saturday. Are you guys doing a pod from Vegas? It's TBD. TBD. Will you guys be at the table? No. 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 We're going to be at the, I don't know yet. Like the hotel. Yeah, you'll be somewhere. Somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere. It'll be so quiet. Quietly sitting there. Yeah, you guys will have no fun that night. I'll tell you what, like some of my favorite memories with like my buddies, like mm-hmm. I had two roommates that were first round picks. Zach and Tyler were both taken in the first round. That's right. Those like Thursday, I think they were both Thursday nights still. Did Those, you go to the draft for both of them? We didn't go to the draft, okay. but we had like draft parties for them. Yeah. Like probably two of the most fun nights I had in college. Wow. Like, I mean, one, there's so much emotion and like excitement and happiness that goes into it. Yeah. Like those, <laughs> those two nights, like whew, probably like seriously, two of the most fun nights I ever had in college. Wow, where were the parties at? They were both at their houses. So Ty was from uh, Fort Wayne. You can ask house. Griff about that night. Wait, so that's even oh. like they were like they were at home too. They were. And at that home. was still one of the most fun nights. They just had yeah. There was like a hundred. I mean, there were so many people there. Right. You're sitting there right. watching yeah. the draft, and yeah. they get taken. Those nights, you guys will have a blast. I mean, I'm serious. Because you're so happy, you know, and, like, right. you're just so pumped for your boy and, like, yeah. for that happening that, like, it's hard not to have a great time. Definitely. Well, it yeah. looks like we'll be taking a little bit of a hiatus after uh, <laughs> this, this Thursday. So, <laughs> thanks again, Coach, for coming on. Yeah, um, you got it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for fun. listening. Thank you all. See you next time. See yeah, you
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually one billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.